Welcome to another episode of Album for the Day with John E. and Jay. So, season nine for Album for the Day, we're going to do self titled albums. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing about self titled albums is it may be their first recording, it may not be. They may have waited nine albums to do a self titled <laughs> album. And these but, are the things we discover. And the, uh, the thing I love about the self-titled concept is a lot of times it really shows you who the artist is, you know, and that's why they made it their self-titled they album. They felt that confidently about this content that they were like, what else can we mm-hmm. call it? This is who I am as yeah. an artist. Signature. Awesome. Album for the day, February the 1st, is Elton John. It was released April the 10th of 1970 on DJM Records, that's Dick James Music, and Uni Records. It peaked at number four, and it was number 468 on the 2003 Rolling Stone Greatest Albums of All Time, inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame in 2012. It is the first U.S. release from Elton John. Hmm. Uh, because 1969's Empty Sky wasn't released in the U.S. until 1975. Hmm. All songs written by Elton John and Bernie Taupin. Produced by Gus Dudgeon, who produced seven U.S. number one albums for Elton John, including Madman Across the Water, Honky Chateau, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, Captain Fantastic and the Brown Dirt Cowboy, Tumbleweed Connection, Don't Shoot Me, I'm Only the Piano Player, and caribou friggin what a great those just those right there like wow that's wow. a wow here's the wow on Gus <laughs> Dudgeon. the guinness book of world records says that he is the first person to use sampling in music production well there it is way to go gus good job Gus. yeah this uh this album is one of the most fantastic introductions to an artist uh ever um even even though the album he had that one uk release um, you know that wasn't released in I would the United States. That kind of thing. Strangely this, enough, to Billy Joel, yeah, uh, yes, put out a whole another yes. album before. I completely but the agree. The second one's really your introduction. I completely agree with that, and it's so funny because they're so parallel on so, so many weird that that would have happened to both of them. And this album, uh, this was also the song, the album that had your song on it, which was one of the biggest songs he had in his whole entire career. It's one of the signature songs for oh, Elton John. Yeah. Interestingly enough, it was first recorded by Three Dog Night in March of 1970, but not as a single. Um, Elton John was actually an opening act for Three Dog Night. Wow. And they wanted him to have a shot with it as a single. So it uh, peaked at number eight. Wow. And uh, it was inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame in 1998, the song was. Um, the album made the uh, Rolling Stone, or I'm sorry, the song made the Rolling Stone greatest songs of all time, 500. Mm-hmm. All three lists, number 136, 137, and 202. Yeah, I think that's tragically low. Well, this, but and when this album was made, basically they were trying to make a bunch of polished demos for other artists to record, which I think is 
just absurd thinking that you have that your raw material you that have, solid you have elton john sitting here and they're like nah let's just polish some demos up and it's just like and then the polished demo sounds so good that it's a breakout album for one of the most legendary artists of all time and with that said i go back to your song because in a uk wide poll your song was voted the nation's favorite Elton John song in wow. 2017. Wow. Being that he is a worldwide icon and has been for, you know, almost five decades at that point, that's a really, it's a huge really statement. cool thing. Also, uh, in December 21, 2021, The Guardian reported that your song was going to be played at Princess Diana's funeral. Oh. But Westminster Abbey requested boldness and Richard Branson suggested reworking Candle in the Wind. Wow. That is Richard Branson That's that's awesome. He's he's and been he was full right. of great ideas and he was his right. whole life. And he was right because that was awesome. It's just one more of them. Uh, a couple more songs on there that I really liked. Take me to the pilot. Praise. Oh, oh my gosh, that, what a fantastic it had, song! It had this like angry Elton John voice where you could hear him like just where you could hear him like attacking the song where it was like he got it was like he was like mad at the piano but singing his heart out like ooh. That's what so makes that song so amazing to me yeah. is the fact that. It's full of emotion. Mm-hmm. However, Elton John and Bernie Taupin said they have no damn idea what the hell that song is about. <laughs> That's perfect. Elton John has said, as far as meaning behind the lyrics, quote, you're on your own. Bernie Taupin has said he was not sure what the lyrics represent. He compared it to Baudelaire and Rimbaud, who just threw things together and went, wow, that sounds good. Well, they're not wrong. That sounds amazing. It's awesome. Elton John says that several songs from this period were inspired by the science fiction books that Bernie Taupin was reading at the time. Mm. So, yeah, that's uh, that's kind of that's got to be one of them. I don't know what that means, but have yeah. a good adventure figuring that one out. Uh, another song I really liked was uh, "No Shoe Strings on Louise," which was a basically a rip on the Rolling, not a rip, a parody of like the Rolling Stones because at this time going through like Beggar's Banquet where they were doing these old bluesy kind of whatever songs it's hard to tell it really could go either way it, but it was like but it was like this kind of like it sounded like he's in a bar room it's more of a tribute than a it tribute. is a parody yeah yeah I no think, I, yeah I think you're I definitely right I don't think right. it's a parody no yeah no he's not a Weird Al song <laughs> no, <laughs> although that would have been pretty, really it's cool it's a pretty faithful no, execution and it was, of and it was, but it was really awesome yeah. it was really awesome Border Song is another great tune on here. Um, It explores themes of loneliness, alienation, homesickness, and Elton John wrote the lyrics to the last verse about bigotry. Mm. Um, And he he actually only wrote the last verse. Bernie wrote the rest of the song, and Elton felt compelled to add the last verse. Aretha Franklin covered the song in 1972. And uh, I was about to say, if you've not was, heard that version, go it was, check it out. Uh, it was referred to as, quote, brings the song to a boil in an almost spiritual arrangement of Elton John's hit, mm-hmm. unquote. Well, I agree. Subsequent reissues of this album include some additional tracks, one of which was Gray Seal, which is a really cool song. It was later released on Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. Mm. 
but it's interesting to know that it actually was a part of it, his thing, several years prior. Just mm. didn't make the cut for this. And to be fair, it is a great song. I don't think it fits with the rest of the stuff on here, so that no. was a nice, no. nice move. No, I agree. But yeah, man, this is an excellent introduction to one of the greatest artists of all time uh, for the United States. I'm glad that, you know, Empty Sky didn't come out here first because it may have negatively affected his career. And I think this album, I think this album was such a great leaping point. It was a springboard, especially with your song opening the album. It makes the whole album. You sit there and you're like, holy crap. I am going to listen to this whole thing because it's so amazing. The lyrics, the music, everything draws you in. The fact that the fact that this was like kind of at the time wasn't really being done. Mm-hmm. I think that's what set it apart from a lot of other stuff. I think that the way that it was executed uh, also played a part in it being the legendary composition. I mean, this is one of those great curated things, despite the fact that it started out as a lesser than kind of a project. Yeah, It was curated into something that is a full and complete uh, work, and it's... Yeah, well, putting Elton John at the piano, you're going to get some badass stuff. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> well, uh, album for the day today, uh, February one is Elton John. Uh, Be sure to follow us on Twitter at album, the number four, the day. Give us a follow, subscribe, where you listen to to us. And feel free to email email us your uh, requests at album, the number four, the day, at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we will see you tomorrow. Na-na-na, 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 na-na-na-na. Take me to the pilot. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. After starting the podcast, you can search for the album, use the three dots, and hit add to queue. Now the album will start as soon as the episode ends. Woohoo!